Oh, mate. Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for predictions and opinion. And yes, it says MLR. It doesn't say All Blacks edition on the screen. I can tell that. Um, as you can tell, that's what I've been recording beforehand. And uh, unfortunately, I was distracted by the dog um, and it all went a bit <laughs> wrong. So, um, oh, dear me, now I'm showing my screen by accident and that's all gone. And oh, it's just a disaster this evening. Um, yeah, technology issues all over the... Um, the shop at the moment. So, uh, fun and games. Thank you for joining us. I, I'll bring bring in my guests, um, Ashwin and Stephen. How are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm I'm um, finding it rather. I've sort of like just come back from my first tackle training for the under eight. Um, I was going to say tackle training. You've got to bust back. Of course, you're not doing any tackle training. No, 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 no. And so, uh, yeah, feeling feeling a bit lost almost. There's a very big learning curve that I'm going through, going from ripper rugby to tackle. So, yeah, interesting times. Oh, who, who, I've got who, some who, really who good help though, on the team. It's all about it's all about the uh, the um, it's, all, it's all about the coach. Uh, how are you doing, Stephen? Uh, no, very good, thank you. Once again, privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM, but I'm actually quite curious about this uh, hired gun that um, Ashwin has got in helping coaching the team. I understand he's a, a former Crusader. No, no, a former Blues player. Former Blues player. Really? Yes. You should get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to talk to him. I'll talk to him about it. Yeah, John, um, one of the one of the um, kids in the team, um, his dad... Um, had a stint with the Blues. Um, not, I don't know. If, uh, 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 you'd have to be a hardcore fan possibly to remember, but it was a long time ago. John Senior, uh, brother of Kevin Senior. Kevin Senior played at the Crusaders. John um, played at the Blues. Oh, so and, Kevin, uh, another one of those ones that got away, who was an Aucklander who who played elsewhere. Oh, he was a halfback. Um, so I don't know if he's got a lot of time on the field because I think he probably was at that time playing behind one Jay Marshall. Ah. Uh-huh. So um, the reason I'm a bit, uh, I'm just going to take my, is, is if I'll show you down there, I've got a guest tonight. That's um, my flatmates, um, have, uh, they're their friend's dog while they've gone out for dinner and they've left the dog with me. Now I'm having to leave the door open otherwise the dog starts scratching the door and howling. Um, but uh, with me keeping it, uh, keep, keeping it company, it seems to be okay. Um, so first up, I mean, a couple of news items that we'll get through very quickly because they're not really All Blacks related, but... Um, good initiative by the Blues and the Warriors that this weekend, if you've got a Blues ticket or a Warriors ticket, you can go to both the games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I, I don't like talking about the other overall code um, because we're all about rugby. But no, I saw that come through and I thought that is a brilliant initiative, actually, um, to, to, to do that. Um, to, to sort of basically, um, about raising the profile or, or, or sort of support both teams really and, and yeah I, I think it's a good thing for Auckland in general or the region I, we saw something a bit similar with crossover so I mean one of the things they do in Seattle is that all the sports teams play in the same colours um, so they all play in green and blue they have different designs so um, whether hoops jerseys or whatever um, but all the teams out of Seattle wear the same colours which I think is kind of, kind of pretty cool uh, and if you remember last year the Bulls had a um, their away or their alternate jersey was uh, was a hat tip to the local football team. Um, so, so yeah, these crossover things are kind of kind of happening more and more, aren't they, Steve? Oh, certainly so. I was just thinking it, it is a great great initiative, and yeah, you know, you kind of look at it this way: it's the curtain raiser tomorrow night. 
Warriors v, v, v Titans and the main game on Saturday night, Blues versus the Waratahs, you know, you, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, perhaps the Blues should have a, 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 could have a Chevron kind of uh, jersey for, as an alternate jersey one year to, as, as, as a hat set. Um, well, just, just, just um, I mean, obviously with Super Rugby, it's regional and um, in saying that, really, I mean, you've got Auckland and Northland and the colours for both regions are blue. So, um, you know, light blue for up, up, up north and a darker blue, well, dark, white and blue for uh, Auckland region. North Harbour went away from the recipe, but the actual colours of Auckland are actually blue and white. The, um, as, as we can see in the background, actually, sorry, folks, if I bring you on, on, on screen, as we can see behind your back, there is a blue and white flag, Auckland rugby flag. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah. we can see that. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, now, and, you've, now uh, you've managed to obscure it with, you, with your arm all over it. Um, the <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, the, yeah, no, it, it's, I, I, I think it's a bit of a good hat tip um, to do that. I pers- So, my favourite blues jersey is the Harlequins one they did um, a few years ago, which was a dark blue panel, light blue panel, white panel, and maroon panel to, uh, to cover all three of the regions, which I liked. But, um, as always, these jerseys were too expensive for me to buy one, but I did like it. That was a one-off for the um, game against France. <laughs> that was a good jersey. Yep. The um, edition. That was my favourite one. Um, talking of jerseys, someone's going to have a new jersey next season, which is the Crusaders. Um, and uh, they'll also have pros- probably have a new name as well. I mean, it's something we've talked about previously, so I'm not going to go into depth, but uh, it came out today that the Crusaders will continue their name through to the end of this season. Um, and during that time, they will be doing a consultation process with uh, all stakeholders, uh, and they will decide to either keep the name and drop the uh, paraphernalia, i.e. the guys running, riding around horses and, and, um, and swords and stuff, or they will drop the name and, and paraphernalia and have a total rebrand. So um, we've talked about various names before. Um, I, I thought there was another option, which was to keep some of the paraphernalia and call themselves the Knights, and just have uh, just, just drop the crosses a bit, and uh, and have have. But anyway, we'll see. Who knows what they'll come up with? Um, but that's going on. Um, any new comments on on anything else we've said before on that? Oh, they, they were going they're going a bit nuts down in um, in the province south uh, in the southern province today on the old radio they weren't too happy about uh changing the name well as as i've gone and said as i've gone and said on my uh on my uh my, my new linkedin profile for those of you who want to, to to connect with me in a business way um i've said on there is that i that uh, I, i'm bringing you um true fan uh content not part of the old boys club or shock jock style uh, which is what i think you get on your radio isn't it Oh, it, it, you do, but this was more a case of, I, I don't think there was, they were being led. They were just, to, hey, look, feedback on what your thoughts are and all the feedback coming through from, um, oh, I'm never going to buy a ticket again. Oh, I've got a season ticket. I'll never buy it. I'm not going to renew my season ticket and I'll never renew it again. That sort of stuff coming through. And we know that's, that's all absolute rubbish. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you guys, sometimes supporters get jump up and down on me, but I remember when... Um, the Highlanders bought the, the green jersey out. There was a lot of debate and talk about that. And all, all of a sudden, the the Highlanders got on a roll, great march towards the, uh, the the semi-finals, and then the finals. And all of a sudden, that green jersey just got forgotten, guys. You know, not only that, <laughs> green jersey was sort of like, oh, that's an awesome lime green jersey. It's different, and you know, <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> 
It's all the positive aspects was there. Well, it's yep. been like last week, Ashwin, you were wearing, or last night, Ashwin, you were wearing a a, a much derided blues jersey at the time, but now it's seen as a classic. Rugby. Sorry? Yeah. yeah. Auckland rugby. Oh, Auckland rugby, sorry. Um, but yeah, but yeah, now yeah, it's seen yeah. as a classic. It's one of those things that uh, it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> I, I, as, as I was driving home, guys, I heard something on the radio, a guy rang in a, rang in a chat show and basically said, oh, he thinks it's a marketing exercise being done by the, by the Crusaders to make the supporters buy more, buy more jerseys. So let me, let me I, get this right. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. I don't, I, I don't think that could be further from the truth. I'm going to say, so, so his viewpoint was that, so the Crusaders are doing it as a marketing exercise, so they've got a gunman to come no, no, along. No, 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 let's not, let, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's, no, no, we're not going down this conspiracy theory, one. No, no, no. No, no, I'm, I'm rubbishing the conspiracy theory, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's clearly right. And look, let's go, look, if, if, I, I, whatever the Crusaders, or whatever the, 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 the franchise is called next year, they'll be in red and black. Or, or, they'll be red and black. Yeah. I mean, that's not, oh, that's not might, about to change. They might, they might, they might incorporate a bit of uh, a Nelson, a, a Tasman Marcos colour, maybe. It'd what? be, a, as you in, know. As in red? Well, just a slightly different shade of red, right? That's all. I mean, this is like a different shade of blue when we're talking about Auckland and Northland sort of thing. So, you know. Yeah, but when, um, when, when we have, whenever you watch Canterbury versus Tasman in the Mice 10 Cup, yeah. you can't really tell yeah. who's who because the shirts are too, <laughs> sim- too the same. <laughs> Yeah, very yeah. similar colours. <laughs> no, now, just on that marketing point, I was just going to say, you know, the fact is, I don't think it, no, it's not a ploy to make, it's a marketing ploy at all, but it does give them a marketing opportunity. They'll come up with some innovative way to sort of like trumpet a new name and a new look and everything, and, uh, and it'll be good for them. Make rugby great again, is what you're saying, when you've been trumpeted. <laughs> Mega. Oh. <laughs> That's mega. <laughs> and you didn't want to go down a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk all black stuff. So who's been um, who's been who's been shopping and who's spent? Uh, did did either of you two um, go and spend fifty seven thousand eight hundred dollars on a uh, on a, on an old jersey? Not at all. No. I'd like I'd like to remain anonymous, so I don't want to say. <laughs> So one of the 1905 originals um, All Blacks jersey went to auction in the UK, or in Wales, uh, to be more precise, and it went for yeah seven uh, fifty seven thousand eight hundred dollars apparently, which um, yeah it's a chunk of cash. Um, would be nice if someone just gave me that, and that would be uh, that would sort out my money problems this year. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's only one year, mate. <laughs> oh, exactly one year. But hey, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers, eh? Um, the um, but uh, yes, yeah, so that was one year. Which was uh, sorry, that, that was that was one jersey. Um, so Colin Mead's jersey went for sixteen thousand four hundred dollars. A test jersey of his, and then a personalised beer tankard um, signed by the late uh, Joanna Lomu fetched seven hundred dollars. Um, so yes, yeah, so a sports memorabilia. If you um, obviously uh, if you get the right person and the right jersey, it's um, yeah, it's something to get into, isn't it? It'd be nice to know who actually got it, the jersey. The, 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 I'm not worried about uh, Colin Mee's jersey or the tank, and I'm not worried. But that 1905 originals, we, I think we actually talked about this in a show previously. Um, it'd be great for someone like Te Papa to have picked that up. To um, be, uh, it is, it's a part of New Zealand history and the like, culture and the like. So, yeah, it'd be nice to know. Nice to know that it might be making its way back to New Zealand. 
Yeah, you know, the collectors picked it up, but I often wonder, you know, once that collector either moves on or passes, what actually happens to the jersey? Well, well the other thing is that, you know, we see with this with the artwork, um, I mean, I had a, a stint at, um, at Auckland Art Gallery, and what you see there is you'll get um, people that will go by art, or, and, and they'll actually say, okay, well, I, I, I don't want to store it, I want people to see it. So they will actually give it, even though it's theirs, they gift, they loan it to the art gallery to display. So it'd be nice to, if somebody in New Zealand had actually picked it up, gives it to Papa or Auckland Museum to to display. It'd be nice. I'd, I'd be I'd be going down to Papa to see that. Well, perhaps we should get in touch with Nigel Ray, who is the owner of Saracens, because he bought the um, uh, the originals jersey worn by Captain Dave um, Gallagher. Um, in yep. the loss to Wales, uh, and he paid one hundred and eighty thousand um, um, uh, British pounds or sterling for that, so three hundred and forty-six thousand New Zealand dollars, and th- um, basically approximately. Uh, and apparently, so apparently, he's got uh, he bought that back in uh, twenty fifteen. So, wow. which makes which makes this one seem a uh, absolute bargain to bargain, be bargain, absolutely yeah. bargain. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, there we go. Just a nice little aside there, nothing um, too heavy. So let's get on to the heavy stuff then, Ashwin. Um, you, you, you were bringing this up last night. Bowden Barrett or, uh, or, uh, and, and Richard Mwanga, who, who are you going to put the case for? I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to defer to Steve because he did a great little um, post in Facebook, which I agreed with, um, but it, it, was, it was his word, so it'd be wrong of me to take them and, and use the same words. So, <laughs> you, 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 you want to have a go at what we talked about or what the conversation and how it was going on Facebook but on the Bowden Barrett versus Richie Moanga? Yeah, listen, first of all, sometimes when we when we see a player that's so talented and, and he does some really amazing things, and, and in the case of Bowden Barrett, he, he is amazingly skillful. He's amazingly quick with his speed. He, he does a lot of things that a lot of other pivots in world rugby don't do. But on the other side of on the other side of the argument, I I really do believe he can be shut down. And if you, you, I can basically point to to last Friday night, uh, Hurricanes v Crusaders, where I think the Crusaders really did a good job rushing him in channel one and channel two and cutting his face down and forcing him to pass sideways and there if we, if we recall there might have been a couple of passes that got got picked off one in particular uh, by one of the uh loose forwards loose forward, yeah, yeah. i can't loose remember who it was from crusaders uh, Fitu douglas who picked yeah. who picked up pick, picked off a a pass so he gets put under a lot of pressure now if you sort of look at richie richie moanga richie moanga will basically take the ball direct to the line now just for the viewers out there, he's running pretty much square to the goal line. And I could think of a pass that he actually threw to Jack Goodhue, where he basically, in a way, threaded the needle. But he put it, he was able to get that pass to Jack Goodhue because he actually put doubt in the rush defence. All of a sudden, he rushed actually at his marker and then threw the pass. So just did enough to hold the the defence up. Uh, we have seen other avenues. Like this question marks. You, you think back to that series with with the British Lions. I, you know, I thought the British Lions did a pretty good job of shutting down 
prepare as well. And if you look at this holistically and, and ask yourself the question, you know, when we first saw Biden Barrett come on the scene, it was pretty much as a bench, bench player. He, he was absolutely amazing off the bench. It, it sort of gave us a, a, another another feather we could we, we could pretty much go to. So, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying one or the other, but I, I, I am saying that it's, it's, it's a question that really and truthfully should be asked. Sometimes we see all the great things that a player does, but you, you want to see the full a player's Steve, full sort of repertoire. When he's I'm just going to jump in as well. Steve, I'm just going to jump in because you've explained um, about Richie Moonga going straight to the line, shoulders parallel effectively with the try line um, and therefore um, uh, engaging the defensive line directly by going forward in that manner. So just just get you to explain the difference with uh, and with Bowden Barrett obviously running laterally and, and the impact of that and what that what what that creates or doesn't create or the problems it creates or doesn't create. Puts put, put, puts a lot of pressure on the midfield. Like we, we never really saw we never really saw that, that initial sideways movement basically shuts down your midfield. You got somebody like Nani Lamalpe. The only time we really, really saw him uh, come into play was off a very, very quick line out and I think it might have been off a short pass from TJ Peranata. So, you know, people who are yep. watching these games, international coaches, will be thinking, oh, jeepers, maybe that's something that we haven't really, really looked looked upon. And it's just a, a, a simple thing. It's a side, it's a sideways movement. I like a pivot who will basically get the ball and he'll either he'll either move it straight away or a little bit direct, very square shoulder, very his, his left shoulder is almost looking looking back to the to the halfback if 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 you know what I mean because what mm. it actually creates a lot of breaks that are made is actually not so much where the, the hands are but the eyes if, yep. if you know what I mean yep, yep and, um, absolutely it's it, it, it's just a little thing and listen all I'm basically saying it's it's not a criticism of of Bowden, of Bowden Barrett it's just a, a little technical thing that he might need to look at and. If you look at it, they pretty much got shut down, and and even as the, the longer that game went, I, I actually thought with 20 minutes to go, okay, it'll open up a little bit. The space will, will 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 basically open up for Barrett. But throughout that time, the Crusaders, to to be fair, were absolutely relentless. They put so much pressure. They just sort of flushed those areas and and, and shut down a lot of space. Yeah, look, I mean, so basically, what would you know? What we're talking about here, and as you said, the international coaches will be watching videos. That's what you do, right? You just sit there and you watch videos, videos, videos. So they're going to look at how you <laughs> shut down. This is, here's, this is asking, going, my dream job would be watching videos of rugby. I want to be an international coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, or, you, or they're paying someone to watch videos and pick up bits and pieces and then feed it through to them, right? But the, the reality is, is that you've got so much information out there um, and you're looking at how you're going to shut down. So... Other international coaches are going to pick up on the fact that this is the way that Bowden Barrett plays. So, when you when you're looking when you're looking at how you beat a team, it's one percent, right? The, the teams are so close now. Then there's no massive margins between between teams. So you're looking at one percent. You're looking for that little advantage that you can get. So what you're talking about here is a, a, a possible element in Bowden Barrett's game that allows you to shut down the attacking abilities of an all-black side so if if, in, if if the crusaders are picking it up and they've got a plan an attack pl a defensive attack plan 
that they're implementing to shut them down. Dollars for donuts, that international coaches are going to be using it, and they're going to be using it at the World Cup. So now the All Black coaches have to look at, seriously, do we remodel Bowdoin Barrett? Do you, or how do you utilize Richie Moonga? Look, look, I mean, like, I mean, I know um, Paul and I had a conversation about this topic just before the show started. You know, we were talking a very similar. Uh, we had a very similar discussion before the international window last year because Bowdoin Barrett wasn't going so well then. He's stolen and my Richie point. Was on fire. Yeah. He, won't, he won't steal Stephen's points, but he'll steal mine. <laughs> evil, <laughs> evil. But, but I, I suppose the difference. I was just going to say, but the reason I stole in your point there, Paul, is because I think the difference this year is the fact is that it's it's glaring, and it's going to be obvious to international coaches. This isn't this isn't a form issue, this is a style issue, and this is we're talking about a style that he plays. Now, if he plays that style in an All Black jersey, then the other international sides have just been given the blueprint of how you shut an All Black side down. Okay. And, and no. Well, okay. So 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 rebuttal. Um, rebuttal. Paul, rebut. Paul, Paul. Just before you do, I will. I will mention one other thing. There'll, there'll be a lot of talk around playing behind a, a better pack, which I, I know that's probably going to be part of your. He's gone and stolen my point. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd. I, I, I thought I'd steal steal the rebuttal first because if you look at it, there were times during that game there was off the top. Line-out ball from the from the Hurricanes, and and I actually thought I actually thought the Hurricanes did reasonably well against this Line this Crusaders pack, and they didn't. But by no means did they actually dominate. There was a there was a period there between the 65th minute and probably the 75th minute where the Crusaders gave a whole lot of penalties away. The Crusaders, uh, the Hurricanes, had the the dominant scrum. They had the dominant scrum. Crusaders were giving away a lot of penalties, penalties so there was a, a lot of opportunities to, to create something, and they actually all came to nout. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, Paul, away you go. <laughs> Rebut away, Paul. Okay, so a couple of things. One is that we, we to say we, we've had this conversation before. We had it last year uh, at the final stage of Super Rugby, uh, and then we went into internationals, and Bowden Barrett looked absolutely fine uh, as, as the pivot for the All Blacks. Um, so one of the things that I've been talking about today with somebody was uh, around how much of what happens is your fault um, or, or, or do you control? Uh, and the point there was that, look, you control maybe about half or 50% of what happens. And the other 50% is about what's happening around you, about the team you, you're, well, we weren't actually talking about rugby, but anyway, but it's about the team um, you're working with, about what the opposition is doing, um, about uh, what the weather is, about there's just so many other factors involved in this. It's not just the one person. So I would say, look, that personally, uh, from experience of last year, that, that yeah, there's no there, there, there's no problem um, with with Bodhi, and actually, yeah, he should he he remains the number one uh, choice uh, and should start. The other thing, I mean, the one thing I would say though, for, for what for, for what you've been talking about is. Uh, on a on a different scale, you could compare it to uh, to um, Damien and Marty McKenzie, who uh, are the Chiefs. When when Damien's starting as at, at first five, one of the, his problems is he goes sideways as well. So a similar sort of style in some ways to to um, uh, to to to, to, to Bodie. Um, And then when you when when you put um, uh, when you when you put Marty in there, he doesn't. He he's square to the line and he just ships it. 
Now, I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Richie Mwanga, don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm just saying that, he, it's, again, you've got that change of style there where the, the person isn't taking that space up from uh, the midfield players. But I think one of the problems for me with the Hurricanes is where Lamapi is playing. Lamapi seems to play most of the game out on the left wing, not actually at centre. Um, sorry, or second 5-8. For me, but um, so the yeah, I, I think once in an once in an All Blacks environment, it, it'll be very different, and I don't yeah, I wouldn't switch it. Mm-hmm. Now, this coming weekend is the Hong Kong Sevens, the wow. biggest Sevens tournament of on the, on the calendar. Um, except they've gone and reduced it now, and it's just the same as all the others. But I think is 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 wrong. It's all wrong. Okay, it happened five years ago, and I'm behind the times complaining about it, but I can still complain about it. Cause I'm old. <laughs> Um, so very quick look at um, or maybe not even a quick look uh, at the New Zealand's pool uh, at the sevens so they've got Australia sevens uh, Australia men's oh it's, of course it's Australia men's we're talking about the, uh, anyway they've got Australia, Australia Kenya, Kenya and Fiji what an easy pool that is for, for, for New Zealand <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not so I'm not so sure that the Australians they ever ever improving the Kenyans on a given day depending what Kenyan team turns up and we know the history between uh, Fiji and Fiji and New Zealand New, New Zealand will probably still be seething a little bit um, at the at their last effort uh, against uh, Fiji and in, in, in Vancouver when uh, when when basically um, as it caroy through the in, through the intercept pass, so they might be seething a little bit about that. But uh, it's gonna it's it's a tough, it's a very very tough uh, first day. That is a tough first day. Hey, Kenya aren't, aren't the force they were a couple of seasons ago, or even last season, because of the uh, industrial dis- disputes they've had, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, as you say, Australia a decent sevens team, uh, and then the other two, uh, we were, we're talking about second and third in the world, aren't we? Um, in the same pool, which is really um, tough. Having a just very quick look at the other um, pools, South Africa have got Samoa. Whoops, South Africa have got Samoa, Scotland, and Japan. Uh, so, so South Africa should come out of that one, uh, and then um, Samoa also with uh, obviously Titchens as their coach has have are starting to starting to improve. Um, a what, what I would say is looks like a, a comparatively weak pool: Canada, France, Argentina, and Portugal. So Portugal, this is their first stop on the tour. So um, that is a that, that that to me is the is, is a fairly easy pull. And then finally, England, Wales, Spain, and the USA. So um, another pretty tough pull because obviously the USA top of the top of the standings. Um, England will be thankful that Australia have got such a hard pull because um, actually because uh, Australia would just be oh, actually it's Australia, it's England and South Africa actually that are fighting out for that fourth place. Um, at the moment, uh, for, and the fourth place means get, going to the Olympics, uh, Olympic qualification overall. Paul, I was going to say Spain, awkward, very very awkward opposition to to play as well. Don't they don't have the up now pace of some of the other teams, but man, they they hang around like a bad smell, as uh, <laughs> one of the New Zealand sevens players <laughs> mentioned. Well, they, they, yeah, I was going to say they beat was it Spain that beat them in the last round. Yeah, I know. Spain, yeah, Spain oh, are decent, are very much an up-and-coming side, um, not only in men's but also the women's sevens uh, and also the fifteens code as well. Oh look, um, 
for, for my, I've said this before. It's just like I actually do enjoy watching the sevens rugby, but I just don't take it seriously because I think the, the officiating is just a joke. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to be harsh and totally harsh on that. The officiating is just an absolute joke. It's a lottery. The officiating is a lottery in sevens rugby, and uh, and yeah, this is like enjoyable to watch. But if New Zealand loses in it, it's like hey. You you approach it with that, and it's just like you don't get worked up about it. You see the after the game when the, if the South Africans lose, and you just go to Twitter, and it's just like, oh, the referee was this referee. Was that. Understand that it's a lottery. Sevens is a lottery, and just accept that if your team loses, that's the way it is. It is a very competitive competition. I agree. The um, and the is a lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm 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 on the other I'm on the other side. I I absolutely I, I, I love it. I love I love the sevens. Um, um, yeah. What you've got to remember there's a, with the the officials, there's a lot of up and coming officials. Some of these guys do go on and and referee at super level. We've seen the guy, um, the South African guy. Is it Rasta? Can't, Rasta? His, uh, can't say his last name. <laughs> can't say his last name, but we've seen you know we've seen a couple of guys progress onto. Onto Super Rugby, it can, it can be. There are times, there are decisions that can be contentious. But you know, really, really and truthfully, in, in sevens, I think if you if you pretty much can dominate dominate the kickoffs, the restarts, and you've yeah, got the position, position for long periods, there's a good chance you're gonna you're, you're, you're gonna dominate. You're gonna dominate the game if you can hold on to the ball. You got a little bit of little bit of X factor. Um, which you know, obviously the the top teams do, and in the case of the USA, they got out and out pace. Something it's something you can't coach. It's um, you know, for me, I think it's the the emergence of a lot of these teams. The USA, we spoke about Spain before. You know, even some of the other teams, Samoa and Scotland, on a given day, Argentina, yep. all capable of knocking each other off. Yep. Oh no, I absolutely agree, Steve. In terms of, oh, I love I love watching the sevens as well. Um, it's just the fact that I don't invest as much or anywhere near what I would like watching an All Blacks test or Blues or Auckland rugby. It's just like I enjoy it for the spectacle that it is because it is a good spectacle. Yeah, I enjoy it live for the party. I'll be honest. <laughs> yes. So talking of parties, um, apparently the Hamilton Sevens, uh, the, the promotion is saying has shown it's not a one-off wonder. Um, but uh, as apparently, uh, so something we missed um, a couple of weeks ago apparently is that uh, New Zealand Rugby announced a new four-year license to host a leg of the uh, um, Sevens Tour um, and uh, picking Hamilton as a venue. Um, how do I tell the dog to get out of my washing bed? Well, that's my washing. Get moved, dog. Get away. Um, <laughs> what? Um, anyway, I think um, the dog an Argentinian, uh, Paul. The, well, well there is, uh, Spanish, I believe, is, is the term. Um, Hola! <laughs> vamos. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the, yes, um, I have Dora level of, uh, of, of Spanish. There we go. Um, <laughs> from a couple of years ago as well. Uh, but there's talk of it, actually. Uh, two things here. One is that they, it was very much last minute that they sold out the tournament. Um, there was a lot of tickets left. Uh, until the last minute, um, and then they, they sold a lot, which was uh, which is good that it was sold out. But it was yeah, I think there was some there were some good deals to be had in the last uh, in the last week or so. I was going to say what it was it? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I believe so. Um, and 
Um, and there's so apparently there's talk of, of sharing it with Fiji, which I think is really what we talked about. Um, doing, oh geez. Um, <laughs> um, when they were talking about moving it from, from, uh, from Wellington was that it should be shared with Fiji. Uh, look, um, I think, I think that's, you know, we did talk about it, but I'm pretty sure that we, we came to the conclusion, well, not the conclusion, our opinion was that Fiji needs a stop. Go, go back to the old days where Fiji has a stop of its own. Because the reality is, is that it's, it's a different dynamic taking a Fiji 7s to Fiji. You won't have a Wellington scenario where one day the people of Fiji will get sick of it. The people of Fiji will keep selling that out year after year after year. It's not a case of, oh, the party's over. We're, it's, uh, it's, it's hum. We're not going anymore. It's, it's, it's sort of, Fiji won a gold medal at the Olympics in the sport. It's a big, big, you know, like, like, like rugby is and the All Blacks are to New Zealand, Fiji 7s team and Fiji and 7s is to Fiji. I, I get that, but I, um, I think from a commercial point of view, can they afford to? Uh, now, I think by having every other year, you get an awful lot of people will go there on holiday for it, um, which I think would be which which would also work. Uh, I think that I think you'd sell a lot of a lot of holiday. Pack. Shut up, your dog. Um, there'll be a lot of um, yeah, sell a lot of holiday packages um, to the. Um, as well, it's, it's licking me now. No. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not a dog person, okay? I'm not a pet person, full stop. I think, I, I think he's telling you he's over sevens. He wants, just wants us to change subjects. Yeah, let's change subjects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll change subjects. I think, um, so the, I mean, the other point also actually is that there is now going to be a women's stop um, along with the men's stop, which is fantastic news from mm. 2020. Um, so totally. Um, we're doing it, which again, yep. should happen. Agreed. Same. The, not, um, not much to talk about. Yeah, it should have happened. Passed, passed unanimously. Okay, then. Regular feature. Who's left this week? Mr. Ryan Crotty. Oh, my God! <laughs> Who's that? What? Oh, my God! OMG! 44 Test All Black Ryan Crotty has announced he leave, will leave New Zealand rugby at the end of the year and link up with Japanese club um, Kubato Kubota Spears. Kubota keeps rolling along. Kubota. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, this is the, the yeah, and, and obviously anyone from Japan will not recognise the pronunciation. Just like no one from New Zealand understands me saying wacker either. But there we go. Um, so the uh, yeah, I mean we all we all saw this one coming, didn't we? Forty-four tests. He's going to make his half century before he leaves. Well. We knew he was leaving before the announcement was made. I mean, we just didn't know where he was going, but we all knew that, okay, World Cup, after the World Cup, Ryan Crotty is off somewhere. To, but but then again, we all, knew that, we all knew that Aaron Smith was going as well, and he didn't. Did, oh, no, I didn't know that Aaron Smith was going. Oh, I decided oh, I he was. Sort of a well, yeah. yeah we I, assumed, I, 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 think, I, think we all, I think we all assumed he was going to go, but... You, you just get the impression with, with his circumstances, he's got a one of those F45 gyms down in Dunedin, which I believe is, is quite successful, about to have a young child. So he's de- he's decided to stay with New Zealand rugby. It's a real cool thing when you're losing a whole lot of experienced yep. guys like, like Crotty, etc. It's good that you've actually got a guy who's uh, 
who's, who's a real key part of this all black team and you know at times could, you could arguably say best halfback in the world over what several years maybe not not so much last year but um, it, it's good to good good I think it's a good thing that he's resigned um, on on Crotty, yeah, I'm not surprised by it at all. He's been a hell of a servant, and if you sort of listen to his press conference yesterday, there's a lot of there's a lot of passion for that. Not just the Canterbury jersey, but also the the Crusaders jersey. So uh, yeah, he, he was he was never going to another New Zealand franchise or another New Zealand province. It was always going to be overseas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, we never. Yeah, was never never never, never expected that to happen. Um, um, I just just with the Aaron Smith. I mean, I, actually, I do remember a conversation. We actually did sort of um, put some conjecture in there. Well, not conjecture. I can't think of the right word, but w- w- because of his gym, because of he's starting up that business. I remember having discussion saying he he might he, he be, he's the one that could possibly um, not go overseas because he's got business interests. Um, he. You know, and and other issues around, or you know, at that stage he wasn't engaged or family on the way, but yeah, sort of thing. So yeah, I yeah. do remember having that conversation, or especially particularly around the gym that he's got a business here and the like. So yeah, not surprised that he that he's stayed around. Yes, still still cops a little bit on social network about his little little faux pas as well. You know, I, I sort of look at those and I think, and I think to myself, for crying out, sorry, people, m- move on. Sorry, Steve. You, you, have to, you, have, you have to stop posting, Ashwin. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, the um, it was it was just too it was just too easy, wasn't it? That uh, when he got engaged to show a toilet a toilet sign with an engaged sign on it was just too it was just too easy. People were never going to yeah. ne- people were never going to pass that one up. No, yeah, yeah, long. So, um, but a a Super Rugby star is leaving. Um, Sam Lucy. Luausi. Luausi, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's such a star. Re- I've heard his name said so often, I actually I even know how to pronounce it. Oh. Not. Is he really related to is he related to Josh Lucy? Josh Lucy. <laughs> 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 he played on the way for England. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Josh Lucy perhaps uh, probably England's best ever fullback, to be honest. Um, the- <laughs> look going Sam, it's a surprise that he's going, but I mean, like, I don't think he was sort of in the All Black contention. Yeah, now, I guess. Um, yeah, so, so Wales Online had him down as this uh, Super Rugby star, and I was like, "Hang on a second, he's a Super Rugby player. He's all right, but a star. Okay, that's a bit. That's a bit. Um, a bit over the top." Paul, can I get you to pr- pronounce that name again? Lousy. <laughs> 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 gold. <laughs> oh dearie me. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So he's off to the land where they won't be able to pronounce his name. Um, for, for so he does five years over there, and he'll be playing for Wales. Uh, well, look, he's twenty-seven now, I think. So that puts him into being thirty-two. Yeah, I can't know. Mm. I can't see that happening. Uh, no, look, I mean, obviously for the Hurricanes, um, it was uh, a bit of a blow <laughs> for the Hurricanes. See what I did there? Um, but <laughs> yeah, Yes, and, and Arswin does enjoy dad jokes. So if anyone who follows us on Facebook will know this. Um, but, I mean, realistically speaking, um, yeah, nothing, nothing, no major there. Um, look, it, it, although the Hurricanes 
there was comment coming out of them. Look, we're you know we lost um, Fatty Lowe for last year. They lost um, James uh, Broadhurst. Broadhurst. I'm getting his name wrong. Um, but anyway, James. They lost him last year. They're losing their second row, but the the, the players that they're losing in the second row really aren't giving them the grunt that they need anyway. So. I think you know the downs. If they'd got that Lions locker, it would have been good for them. But they need to find some grunt for their second row. So, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, uh, he's he's not even starting currently for the for the Canes, is he? So I, I think I think he's got an injury. Oh, okay. I think he's pretty much. In fact, I, I think it's like an injury that oh, he might come back. He might. I think he might even be out for the season type injury. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, the. Uh, it's been very nice of stuff and New Zealand Herald to give us a nice list as to where everyone's standing now, um, which is good. So players that, uh, um, that that are on the way out or, or heading overseas after this year, Kieran Reid, obviously, um, Owen Franks, Ben Smith, Liam Squire, Jordan Tuafua, uh, Jackson Hemapo, Luke Whitelock, Neymar Scudder and Ryan Crotty um, so far. Um, a few names that are still, that uh, basically their, their contracts through to the end of the year. Um, Brody Retallick, I think they'll be looking at uh, trying to sign him again. Um, Jack Good, sorry, is he any good? No, uh, no, nah, he's, he's all right. Um, <laughs> so here, here are the kind of the obvious ones I think that, 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 that they'll be looking to try and renew straight away. So Brody Retallick, Jack Goodhue, Bowden Barrett, um, Geordie Barrett, um, Richie Mwanga, um, Triple T, um, <laughs> Shannon Frizzell. Um, uh, th- those, those to me are the sevens that, that, that I think are, uh, that they definitely want to, to re-sign a few others that are coming up to the end of this year um, that I think we've we've already thought is probably going to leave I mean Sonny Bill Williams we're expecting him to he might sign a one year or he might head overseas yep or he might go play NFL the, <laughs> who knows um, Naholo I thought he'd already announced that he was going overseas personally um, so surprised to see him in this list uh, Matt Todd. Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. Not sure, but I thought he might be heading. I uh, also he went and spent no, thought, some time in Japan last season. That he's getting yeah. Uh, and Israel Dag as well is also on this list as, as, as hasn't been, hasn't announced yet. That's on a, that's on a central contract. And I think he'll he'll head overseas. Yep. A few up for a few up for question. Then. Liam Coltman. Where do you think he'll? How do you think he'll he'll jump? Mm. Uh, I think he might. I, I think. He'll, he'll, I mean, because he's still fairly young. I don't think he'll stick around because of, I mean, obviously they always, uh, the ambition, the target is always to get into the All Blacks, but I think he's just, he'll probably do another season at least in New Zealand just for Super Rugby. Yeah, depends, uh, on, depends on their, depends on their circumstances. circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll, that, that's the other thing. They might have a young, they might have a young family. They might be involved in a business. I'm not too sure what uh, Liam Coltman does outside rugby so it, it depends really at the end of the day it depends what they're, they're driven with there's been plenty of players that have uh, I mean so one that comes to mind is um, is um, oh he's the least head prop who played uh, played for the uh, played for the All Blacks and replied played over 200 games for the Crusaders White Crockett he, yeah White Crockett he um, you know he was a guy I, I would imagine could have gone offshore at any any stage through his career, but decided to hang around. So maybe that's another case of one that's not really driven by money at the end of the day. Yeah, a couple of others here. Um, Nathan Harris, um, 
is uh, and uh, Kane Haynes. Now Kane Haynes. You know, sorry. Sorry. Good. No go. I was just going to say Nathan Harris. I said I expect him to stick around for another year. Just. Um, because he could probably pick up another couple of All Black caps if he wanted to. Because um, the thing is that these guys got to look at. Um, it, it's an interesting thing, right? It's it's about building your own brand um, before you go. So it's like, because the build, better you can build your brand, the more money you're going to have thrown at you. So it, and it, also the, the, better, the better team you'll go to as well. So for example, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. The so I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, so so Nanai, for example, is off to Worcester Warriors uh, now. Yep. They are currently in a relegation battle. He's never winning anything with Worcester, to be honest. Um, right. So, so good luck. So, I know, obviously, yeah. But um, so, and, and hopefully, he enjoys his time there, etc. Blah blah blah. But as I say, uh, yeah, it, there's the, the the better your brand, the more likely you're going to be picked up by someone like Saracens or Clermont or Toulouse, and actually be in a chance of actually winning things. Yep. Tell, tell you what, guys, if your agent, if your agent chalked you up a deal with Worcester, you, you've got to wonder, don't you guys? Seriously. Well, it, it, the, hey, they, 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 they've got the same budget as any other Premiership team. Um, if you're one yeah. of their top earning stars, you're going to be on good money. And, and it comes back to what you said, Steve. Depends what your, um, you know, let's put it this way: your requirements are. Um, you know, if you look at an NI. He's, he might, I, I honestly don't know his family situation at all, but let's say he's in a peer tower type situation. He gets offered good dollars and he can see he's going to help his family. Yeah. And this is oh, well, hey, look, because, um, you know, un- unless you're an all black on a super rugby contract, you're not earning massive bucks, you know, mm. 150k or something like that on a super rugby contract. One player I've just thought of, and it'll be an interesting to test case because you, 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 you just get the impression he's, he's on the outer at the moment and he had a really, actually he had a really probably one of his better games I've seen for a while last Friday night is Life of Feta so it'll yep. be interesting, interesting to see what, where his direction is, if he doesn't make the RWC squad at the end of the year, he'll, he's probably one who'll be wondering gee, where's, where, where's my career, career well, well, he's, he's got a contract until 2020 He's already signed up for next year, so I think he's he's going to stick yeah, around but, for one more year. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, all those guys that are signed for 2020, 2021, every All Black, every player in New Zealand that signs a contract has a clause in it that says, if I don't make the All Blacks, I have the option of jumping out of this contract and going overseas. You know, that, that's a standard clause that comes in an All Black, a New Zealand rugby player's contract, almost. I don't, well, I don't think it's really. Star- I, I doubt. Don't think it is that. Maybe I mean, they are. If if they go and discuss it with the with New Zealand Rugby, they're happy for those players to go if they're not no longer wanted by the All Blacks coaches, um, rather than them having an out, an out clause. If they want to go, they'll be allowed to go because it frees up money for other players that they want to keep. So, but um, no, I don't think that they. I don't think he would have the choice. He could have a discussion about it. That he may be allowed to go. Um, but I don't think it would be a. Uh, I don't think it'd be a straight him kind of just pulling the plug. I, I was going to say, guys, I do detect a bit of hypocrisy from sometimes though, Steve Hansen, especially when he does oh, sort of if, if, a, if a guy does head off, head off, decide to head <laughs> offshore, and you know and he's he sort of to me kind of broods about it. Oh, you know this player should have. But we're a bit disappointing. He's leaving New Zealand shores, and I'm thinking to myself, well, hello, <laughs> you, you, you didn't you didn't wait around. 
back in the day. So, you know, these guys, you got to do what you got to do. If you're, if you're outside, if you're, if you're an all-black player, play one or two tests and you're outside the circle and there's yeah. better money to be made somewhere else, man, I'm, yep. you're gone, aren't you? But let's, I mean, let's also talk about um, Charles Peter's situation. So he went, he went over to Wasps um, on a on a one year deal. Oh, he went, well, he first off signed off to to to, um, to Ulster, but then had a year gap where he went to um, went to Wasps, filled with Wasps, and, and was never really going to win anything at Wasps. To be honest with you, um, at Ulster he was never going to win anything at Ulster either, um, and now he's at Bristol, where he, again he's not going to win anything there. Bristol have got well, he might do it in five or six years' time. Uh, but they've got a long way to go. I mean, they've got the money to go to get there, but they've got a long way to go. So, again, when you talk about Nanai going to Worcester, where he's not going to win anything, I mean, Charles Piertow's bouncing around teams that he's not going to win anything with either, to be honest. But he gets good uh, dollars. Oh, he's yeah. reported... Well, when he signed for Bristol, he was reportedly the highest best, the highest player uh, in the world, highest paid player. And, 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 and then, and I'll tell you what, and they are... They are you know, even on the English Premiership, I've, I've sort of looked at, I've studied their draw, and whilst the, I think the bottom team is uh, is it Newcastle Falcons. Yep. Paul, they're the bottom team. They're, yep. Mathematically, they could they if Newcastle Falcons get on a roll. This in Bristol, I've, I've been looking at their draw. There's a there's actually a there's actually a real good good chance that um, they could get relegated. It, it is a chance. I know it's an outside chance. Oh, but there's, there's, there's like four teams currently that, that are all, all within a, a good shout of getting dropped. So uh, Falcons, uh, and then you've got Worcester Warriors just above them. Uh, Leicester Tigers have got a horrible run in um, and they are playing awfully. They're, they're, they're losing, they're not just losing games, but losing games like 15 and 20 points. Um, they're not even anywhere near winning games. Um, and then you've got um, Bristol above that. So uh, Tigers at the moment are the ones that are looking, even though they've got the points in the bank, are looking in some ways the most precarious out of those, uh, and Leicester Tigers going down would be an apps would, would be would be a seismic shock for um, rugby. They were, I mean, they were the. It would be like well, basically like Auckland's been. They were the Auckland. I mean, they they, they were in the final every year for like for 10, 10, 10 years. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they were the, easily the biggest. They, they they've got the well until recently they had the biggest ground and get got and get the biggest crowds. So yeah, it would be a, a seismic shock to see them see if if they do go down. So just to run through the players that are staying around. Um, so we've got Dane Coles and Cody Taylor both through till twenty twenty one at Hooker, which is I think we'll both I think everyone will be happy with. Yep. Um, Moody through to two thousand and twenty two. Um, Tonga Fassi and uh, Tuani uh, oh, Carl until twenty twenty one. Big Carl. Big Carl and uh, Lualala through till 2020 in the props. Uh, the locks. Lala. Sorry? Lalala. Lala. Lala Land. Lalala. Um, uh, Scott Barrett, Patrick Tupolotu, both through to 2020, and Sam Whitelock, apparently, if he takes up the one year extension option he's got. Um, the loops, loose forwards. Um, Dalton Papilihi is through till 2022. Um, Sam Kane and Ani Surveyor both through to 2021 and then Fafita and Frizzell through to 2020 um, with uh, um, in the halfbacks we've now got Aaron Smith sorry Aaron, yeah, Aaron Smith and TJ Pirinara through to 2021 um, which uh, I think there'll be a lot how of old... go on yeah, sorry. how old is, um, is uh, Aaron Smith actually 
late twenties. Just I'll Google it. Hang on. Aaron. So while you're doing that, in the midfield yep, backs, um, La Mape through to 2021, um, ALB or Brown and Goodhue both of 2020. Um, actually, they've listed Goodhue twice. Okay, so who knows? Um, Rico is apparently the only wing through to 2022, but then with yeah, because we know Scudder and Naholo are both leaving, and as is Ben Smith um, and Dame McKenzie through to 2021. Aaron Smith is 30. 30? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's... I mean, there's the, there's the bones of a decent, uh, of a decent squad. That I, I, don't, I don't think there's the kind of... The anyone should be worried about uh, straight away where the All Blacks are going to be post-Rugby World Cup. Perhaps the back three... We'll see who comes in there, but we've got players like Bridge, like... Um, Will Jordan... Will Jordan uh, uh, coming through? So, yeah, there's 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 new players coming through in that in those sort of spaces. So I think um, that uh, it looks like the New Zealand rugby um, have got uh, have generally got things relatively under control by those things. I actually think, guys, there's an opportunity moving moving forward and a future All Blacks edition maybe to sort of look at some guys who we can maybe look at being maybe future future All Blacks and it'll be interesting to see how their, their where their career paths goes if, if you know what I mean guys mm. like you said you mentioned the likes of uh, Will Jordan. Jordan before maybe you know I see probably somebody moving forward like Putty Putty Parkinson yep. maybe you know probably going to be an All Black yep. um, dare I say it Tom, Tom Robertson yep. if he keeps playing if he keeps playing at this pace and, his, and if his you're just going through the Northland squad <laughs> Okay, um, I think there's probably Jordan the Highland and Tamati Scott Gregory. Scott Gregory looks a, a bit of a talent, and I know I know Ross Wright is um, is, 30, is thirty is thirty seven. Hang on, guys, I, I, I better I better just let. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I better buzz. Dear. I thought I better buzz myself. <laughs> yeah, I do need to get a soundboard, don't I? Um, all good podcasts have them. Oops. Um, the so yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's, there's. I don't think they, there's. Obviously, I mean, when we we're talking about um, the last rugby World Cup, we were we lost players like obviously. Um, oh, geez, Richie McCaw, um went. You had um, oh geez, who else? Um, Kano yeah, has gone. Uh, yeah, the other guy, Kano. Uh, you had uh, Dan Carter. Um, we had Nonu uh, and Smith. Mialamu, um, and we had like five. Was it five players? I think with over hundred caps each. Uh, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All, all left at the same time. Uh, also, yeah, hey, look, I think I think the biggest impact. Um, from the last World Cup to the All Blacks was not actually a specific player leaving, but it was actually the combination of Monu and Smith, Conrad Smith. When you look at it, when you, when you look at it across, uh, I've replaced, they've been able to manage and replace all the, um, you know, Richie Sam Kane's come in, he's done a good enough job. The other positions we've been able to fill sufficiently. 
it's really been that midfield combination that they've never really settled on since the last World Cup. And uh, that's been the biggest impact. I think the, the, the initially the biggest impact, or the, the one, one of the biggest problems, was actually depth at lock. But that seems to have sorted itself out now. Um, but initially that was a problem. Um, the, that, uh, that as soon as you lost either um, White Lock or Italic, you were kind of like, oh geez, where's... And when you lost both of them, such as uh, over in uh, Chicago, you basically lost the game. Yep. And, and you got to remember, I think um, before the last World Cup, and Steve, you'll probably be able to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but like Patrick Trupelotto, who was in the frame, got injured and so wasn't taken because of injury. Or, you know, or yeah. missed out. Or, you know, yeah. a, a opportunity to press for his position, he lost because he was injured as well. So Well, he also, he's he, a, he's he also a, had the, 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 um, uh, the adverse... Uh, drugs uh, issue where his A his A sample failed but his B sample um, passed um, so where he was taken out of competition for a while I mean as, as we've seen with someone like um, Aaron Smith it's not just the time out that you're out it's 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 what happens to you mentally around those sort of things and I know that took a mental yeah. toll on him and he took a while to come Absolutely. back from that so yeah there Absolutely. are there, there are those situations but I think yeah I think Locke has always been a what was was a big issue for me I I think the All Black selectors have always had a bit of time for Patrick Tuipoloto. There's just yep. there's just at times he hasn't quite quite delivered. I know he's had issues with his hands, but seems to have sorted it that out this year. And uh, listen, he's playing some really really good code at the moment, and he's put himself right back into that airport lounge. Yep. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. So guys, I'm afraid our time is nigh. Um, thank you very much. Yet again. Um, as you probably heard in the background there, the, uh, my Argentinian flatmates have, have arrived and saved me from the, uh, the hellhound that was licking me. Vicious. Um, the vicious, vicious dog. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, gents, once again. Um, and don't forget, folks, to subscribe up there. Down there is a link to the main channel, which is where you'll get uh, all post-match reactions and the other nightly shows that we do uh, here. And over there are two videos that the artificial intelligence here at YouTube says you'll absolutely adore. So um, go give it a watch. And I forgot to do a whole Patreon kind of advert halfway through the show. So patreon.com forward slash driving mall. Link down below. Um, please help me eat. <laughs>